Yeah. Yeah. Let me drop exclusive game from my exclusive mind. You be out here chasing fame. I stay steady on my grind. Zero diamonds, zero diamonds. Thank you for tapping into the Exclusive Minds podcast. Today we're going to be having an exclusive conversation with exclusive content from exclusive minds. I'm your host, Rook, and Joe. Let's get right into it. Episode 37. I think it's 37. I'm pretty sure it's 37. If it's not, well, it's 37 now. So. You weren't playing no games. You're like, you ready? Boom. And he started going right at the intro. I was like, that was good. That was I good. asked, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was saying, hey, yeah, he yeah, did yeah. ask for consent. Um, so, um, another two-week lull, even though we had a kind of an intermittent. Well, I was going to say, we had intermittent an interim episode in between. Yeah, we had one scheduled. And for I saw that because I was like, I saw you upload and I was like, did this guy do a solo one or something? Cause I no, no, I told for, you. I know. I completely forgot. That's what I was saying. So then I... Uh, I read the, the title and I was like, oh my God, I completely forgot about that. We should start doing that probably more often. Yeah, I mean, it worked out really well. I mean, I, I that Especially was the first time guests. I scheduled it too. I was like, well, I wonder how this works. Yeah. And all the services basically have the same thing. Like, you can't like pick the hour, but you can pick basically just, you know, like, you, you say it's going to. That would probably be good. Like, I'm trying to think because the only reason that worked out so well is because we had a guest. So, like, the, we, we could have like a guest dedicated one and then have one where we just. Do, do like, a, reg- like yeah, a regular yeah. scheduled one. Because if we were to try to do like two like rambling ones back to back, I could see us just coming to like yeah. a halt at like the 10, 15 minute mark on the second one. The cool thing too is I guess is if you're a subscriber to the podcast, um, you get you get to listen a day before everybody else. Oh, there you go. So, I mean, that's, that's obviously a Everyone bonus. likes... Uh, being in the limited club right? yeah so i guess that's like a cool yeah little, so uh, I mean, that cool it does deal. that on apple i don't think it did it on youtube and some of the other ones but um i think most people probably listen to it on apple anyway yeah i think apple's like the number one thing speaking of which uh thank you for reminding me because i know we talk uh, like about where we uploaded our stuff for and at this point we're basically on like every platform and we always go back to like rumble being like oh like i completely forgot about that one but now that uh andrew tate guy he got banned off everything except for Rumble. So he's like the forerunning guy for Rumble. And like he did a live stream on there and got like a hundred and like thirty or hundred and forty thousand live viewers on Rumble. So maybe he's like starting a new uh, a new wave on Rumble now. So we might well, have that's... some trickling effect going on there. That's Rumble's claim to fame is they don't uh, – whatever you want to say, you can say. It's, an, it's a free speech platform. So mm-hmm. if well, you want to be an idiot, right, it's not for them to make the decision on whether it's right or wrong. It's for everybody who's listening to make the decision if it's right or wrong. Right. So, so this is the thing because regardless of – like I know we talked about it before on here. And like regardless if you agree or disagree, I mean the same thing happened with the former president. It's like it's just crazy that uh, like within like a weekend like these – private companies could just get on like a conference call I would imagine and then just say hey if you've been seeing this guy's activity like let's just pull the plug and then within like a weekend uh what was it twitch twitter yep. everything they all just yeah. basically just said yeah you're, you're yeah, off they'll the tell platform. you it's a coincidence right but I'm just we, saying we didn't, they, we they, didn't they, get together on this right but it's <laughs> like on. within like a weekend this yeah. guy had you know he doesn't even have a TikTok account. And he got banned off of TikTok. So like, it's like. So what was the? I mean, what was the reason they banned? I didn't even. I, I, I knew so, he got banned, but I don't remember. What like? What did he? What did they say he did? Right. It was like most of the stuff with the human trafficking stuff. Like they were saying because he got uh this girl. This is his side of the story. His side of the story was a girl came over to their house. He has a brother named Tristan. Tristan was apparently hooking up with the girl. There's security footage of like her going out, getting pizza, coming back. So she had like free access of going in and out of the house. This is what he said. This is his side. Yep. 
and apparently she had a boyfriend the boyfriend found out where she was at so then she threw up like oh they're like holding abusing me, me against... and holding my against the will and uh every and they came out and were like here's the security footage of this happening so this is their side of the story and then the other side of the story would be like these two brothers moved to Romania because they there was like a clip saying that the cops are more lenient over there for I guess against like uh, if you were to like try to like if someone were to call you out the same situation that ha- happened with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard when she called him out for yeah. X and then she turned out to be in the wrong yeah it over there it's like it wouldn't even get to that point where they're in court because you could just say to the cops like this didn't happen so I guess it's like more like uh, what do you say like. You could pay yourself out you, of situ- situations. You're, I guess. you're innocent until proven guilty exactly. versus the way it is here now or it's exactly. guilty until you prove you're innocent. So that was kind of like the whole thing. And I don't know. I'm probably, Not that I'm saying. I don't, I don't right. know. Right. I'm just it, saying yeah. um, that's just kind of like the gist of it that I understood. I know there's probably some people who are more invested in it. And if I'm misspeaking, like feel free to reach out. But I think that was kind of like the gist of it. Um, okay, so I, I, I mean, fine, I, and that's why I got you know, canceled I don't, because I'm not like, a Tate fan, right? So, but yeah, so I have no love affair for the guy. But uh, this just makes no sense to me. So I don't think anyone should he, be deplatformed unless you're like right, out so here I mean, screaming like, like a not like a neo Nazi or whatever they call him. Like, yeah, I mean, that's like you know different. I have to look into it. But I mean, if what happened is what you described, then he is basically, he's basically guilty. Unless he can prove his own innocence, right? I mean, they did. They, I mean, how can you kick him off for allegations? I guess that's that's basically the side of the story that I heard. Like I said, I could be missing some stuff because there's obviously people who are more invested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I get it. But that was kind of what I was told, so I'm not too sure. But I know he, like I said, went back on Rumble, um, and then over the weekend there was that uh, KSI fight card, and we'll kind of go. We'll talk about that later on, but basically KSI called him out to a fight, Tate, so it's kind of interesting because he was originally supposed to fight like Jake or Logan, but they're like, well, he how's he going to even promote the fight now? He doesn't have any social media, so this right. guy KSI was, he was maybe like throwing that to be like the good guy in the situation, or I don't know. Uh, he's just trying to cash in. That's or, what I'm know, saying. Come on, that's, that's a, it's a money grab. Absolutely. Um, did you want to yeah, have so, any topics? Yeah, um, so... Uh, just following up on our past podcasts, okay. um, one of the things is you asked me to watch uh, Billy, uh, Joey, Billy, Billy, Joe, Bobass, Joey, Joey Badass. I know it is Joey Badass. <laughs> so you asked me to listen to 1999, which I did. Did you? I did. So oh, I was uh, I was flying back from where was I flying back from? Uh, Kentucky of all places, and I'm listening to the album. So I, I probably should have done my homework before we got on the podcast, but um, I listened to it. I mean, um, so. Did that come out before Kanye or was Kanye before him? What's the timing on that? Was it really 1999? Uh, no, that's just the title. Um, let me see exactly when that came out. What did you think about the overall opinion before I look this up? Uh, so a couple things. One is, you know, obviously in the world we're living in today, right? I listen to these these albums and I cringe. 2012. Because, okay, so it was after Kanye. Yeah. All right, because I mean, it, you know, I, I don't know if maybe you put it in my head, but you said, "Oh yeah, he's you know influenced by Kanye," and you mm. can hear it, right? Um, and I and I was then I was thinking, well, wait a second, is this is this guy before Kanye or is he after Kanye? Yeah. Right? Um, I, it was okay. I mean, I, I I I don't I don't I don't sit there and go, "Oh my God, this guy's on the Mount Rushmore rap." I just don't. I'm sorry. Okay. I mean, it was only one album. It was only one listen. So fairness, but. I, th- I, I it did you know I'm like uh okay so uh, like out of everything that you listen to 
in 2012. I think he was 17 years old. So he was saying all of that stuff okay. by being like a young kid. So he's like kind of a, ahead of his time when it comes to like the current topics that he was talking to, at least at the time, like he was talking about like some serious stuff. He joined or he made a group with um, Capital Steez, which was his friend. And uh, he talks a lot about like their relationship because unfortunately, uh, Capital Steez, he ended up like committing suicide. So a lot of his stuff comes from like a dark place and you could kind of mm -hmm. relate, see that in the music. And it, it relates a lot with like, I guess you could say like a younger crowd i guess at the time but i don't know i think his whole thing was it's just like it's a whole different thing of music because you go to listen to like let's say kanye and then you listen to that you could see the similarities but they're also two different things like one's more like i guess like aggressive or like kind of like standing up for something or you could, you could see there's like some symbolism behind it and then kanye's also has that but it's more in like a artistic or creative or like more of like a song pop yeah, kind yeah. of feel if that makes sense so that's i i think it's two different styles um but i don't know i i, I like joey badass a lot i mean he uh he was like the first person i seen in concert him and logic so like they they have like a special place and like that's why I yeah put them and on then the, the other funny thing is like I'm, I'm on an airplane right so I'm, I'm obviously sitting there and it's not a big airplane but i'm on the airplane, I have my headphones on, and as I'm listening to this, I'm like, please, 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 headphones don't run out of battery, and then switch over to the speaker, because I'm like, I mean, I, I, you know, honestly, it's the world we live in today, where I'm like, I'm like, holy shit, I'm just cringing, like, thinking about the, you know, if I, and, I, and as a matter of fact, I think I ended up listening to a little bit of it in the car, and I was just yeah. like, I, you know, how can you, how can you listen to this <laughs> with, no, with that, the windows down and shit? The one song on there I really like, it's, I'm looking at it now, track number four, Survival Tactics. That was like the first song that I got into of Joy Badasses. That's mm -hmm. what Capital Steez. It was, it, it's like, I don't know. That's all time goat songs. Absolute goat songs. Yeah. You know, and obviously a lot of that nuance is lost on me because I don't have any of the uh, the background or, yeah. you know, I'm not, you know, that's you're just a listening just like the, you're I'm just listening to the music. Yeah, that's, exactly. It's probably like the Kanye one's pretty, pretty, uh, there's a lot of depth musically, mm -hmm. um, you know, just from building and, and stuff like that where this, has a little bit of that, but it was. You just know, definitely I mean, need more like context. I feel yeah, like in order to I, understand that. I, I probably you know will never have it because it's just you know. And I and that's good conversation you brought up because now I noticed that a lot of artists they're trying to or not trying to but which is a good thing, they're um, what do you call it? They're kind of expanding their horizon if that makes sense. Like recently with Drake, he just put out like kind of more of like a house musicy type album where it's like you were used to like his stuff being either like rap or like hip-hop you know what i mean like we're kind of that's his like lane or like singing so it's like cool to see now that artists because joey badass just released one and it's just like they're trying to develop more than just like that surface level like rap you see like kanye did it but not necessarily within music but with music and then transitioning to clothing and all that stuff so it's cool to see like artists being more adaptive than just being kind of surface level just rappers if that makes sense yeah you know, so yeah, and it does. It brings up a question. I mean, like, uh, for music, is it more important for you the the music or the lyrics mm. and the story that's being told? Like, what? Where's the balance? Because I mean, I, I I sort of think about it. and I'm like, yeah, I I, uh, I I don't know if I think that the music, right the mm. the song, the melody, whatever it is, um, probably is more important <laughs> to me than the actual 
lyrics and the story they're weaving. I, yeah. I'm sure there's exceptions, but when I kind of think about it, I'm like, I listen to a lot of music, right? And I'm like, I don't, you know, now that I'm really thinking about it, I don't know if I know what the hell the songs are. You know, you know what the <laughs> yeah. songs are about when it's happening, but yeah, when I think back, I'm like, ah, it's got a cool beat, but <laughs> no, that's that's a great point. I mean, the, the perfect saying for that would be like, there's a perfect time and place for everything. Like if you're listening to. Huh, I don't know. Well, I think they've always said that, you know, people associate songs with Times events in life, right? Yeah, Which yeah. makes sense. But exactly. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, as I'm listening to rap, I'm like, well, maybe, uh, maybe your generation, it's the lyrics are actually more important and meaningful than mm. the underlying music where my generation, it was kind of the music and the vibe versus the actual lyrics. But yeah. I, I could be wrong. I mean, no, I think you're, I think you're pretty close with that because I was just listening to, um, what was it the other day? Uh, Nirvana and like all those like older, I guess you could say like stuff. Older. Like rock. Oh, yeah. Jesus no, okay. <laughs> but uh, like, I don't know. It was like their bigger stuff. Like um, what's their biggest song? Um, feeling uh, Teen Spirit or yeah, something. Yeah, whatever. Probably, yeah. But it was just like something we were just driving, listening to. And it was just like, uh, like just something like it was a nice day out, windows down, all that yeah, type yeah. of stuff. But then like you listen to the lyrics, he's like, nah, nah, nah. like it's just kind of more like dark and cr like if you were to actually listen to the lyrics yeah yeah, yeah it's kind yeah, of yeah. dark yeah, you know what i'm saying absolutely, yeah. so i guess i guess but you could listen to it with the windows rolled down exactly <laughs> windows rolled down and you could, could completely vibe out so i guess it just depends if how invested you are into the people because obviously like i'm not like the biggest nirvana fan but i listen to their stuff and you know just I kind of like appreciate to, the, I, I got to see those uh see them at the armory down in uh drexel university it was like oh really it's like 1500 people 2,000 people, maybe yeah. most. I don't even know if it held that many. Yeah, I mean, cool. Drexel's super close. So that's cool. That yeah, it was before they really, really, really broke. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when, um, what, uh, I guess, when did they, like, you know, when everything happened with, like... Uh, I want to say early 90s. I, honestly, my timelines are all morphed, but I think it was, I think it was the early 90s. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy their stuff. Because we the hair bands were all in the 80s, right? And then mm -hmm. 90s was when, um, yeah, grunge came. So it was probably the early 90s. Yeah. I mean, and we were also listening to, obviously, like, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And I got to give a shout out to, like, that whole group because I always find it cool that they're able to, like, still to this day, they're still making music, but they've been together since the 80s as well. So it's like that same exact Yeah, I should make group. you listen to an album and then tell you. Yeah. So, um, what's, what's well, you have to tell me, like, so what it is. So you ought to listen to uh, Tools, Lateralis. I think that's their latest album, which is freaking fabulous. I actually have the record over there, so. The record. Tools. I actually bought the record. Tools who? Later, uh, Lateralis. Lateralis. Okay, I, think, I will. But no, uh, as... As I was saying, like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, they were staying together. Like I always find it cool when groups could stay together and still like able, like everyone's like good and making music and everything like that. So I don't know. I find a yeah, appreciation I mean, bands for that. that sort of survived the age of time. Or uh, well, I shouldn't say they're rare and few and far between, but it is kind of unusual well, that you know four dudes can kind of keep it together exactly. um, without having issues. And I'm sure everybody, all these bands have had issues. Yeah, but yeah, it's funny because uh, yeah, some of those uh, those but they're 80 years old and they're still freaking touring. So. You see, like um, the Rolling Stones and shit. Do you see the uh, the, the documentary about the Mo uh, Motley Crew, the Dirt? That was pretty crazy. I haven't, but I mean, I I know a lot of the stories, dude. Like uh, the guy, he like overdosed, and then yeah, like Nikki Six has Nick, died like yeah. six times, exactly, yeah, officially then, dead six times. So shit. it's crazy. It's crazy that some of these they're able to 
come back and tell some now he's living in like montana or wyoming and he's kind of a normal dude who gets on a podcast and thank god radio shows and yeah but i mean uh yeah you can only imagine the life those guys lived yeah every time you think you had it good (laughs) not even close right those dudes had some fun (laughs) i mean yeah a lot of the even rappers are trying to be like rock stars because that's who they like look up to or like they see that lifestyle they're like we want to do that you don't see like rock stars trying to be rappers you know what i mean yeah so that's that um real quick i want to pivot uh did you happen to catch any of the fights yesterday with uh the youtuber boxing at all um no i mean i saw that ksi won he he fought two guys like back to back yes sir uh, and i saw he won both of them one of them was like some uh other amateur dude and then the other guy was like a mexican was he like a no legit- he's He's, he's a boxer, but he's a bump. He was fighting him the whole time. He was complaining the whole time. It was like complete, utter bad luck to like amateur boxing because that's what he was, an amateur boxer. All right, so it was, yeah. So, but he was complaining the whole time because, you know, KSI actually has boxing experience in the past, like the past like three years he's been in it. So good amount of experience. He hit him like twice right off the gate in the in the chest or in the ribs. And then that I think that really like shook up the Mexican fighter. And he was like complaining the entire time. Like you would have to go back and just watch it. It's like literally. So I mean, what was it on? Rounds. I mean, was it just a pay per view thing on uh, DAZN, YouTube or DAZN? I think it's called D A Z N. Oh, okay. it's like a newer thing. Um, yeah, that's uh, Saudi Arabian money or Middle East money. It <laughs> is. I mean, so I think is that's, that what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no way! Because yeah. they signed Canelo, and um, they've got a bunch of big contracts. But um, uh, I'm pretty that. sure it's. Uh, it's Middle Eastern money. Damn. Well, backing it. Yeah, I mean the, the event was flawless. I mean, I, I never see because that was uh, another thing I noticed. Like when the fighters first came in, they were uh, they didn't go through like you know how I guess like in like Rocky or any traditional yeah, boxing, yeah. you they would come through the crowd and then they're like touching the crowd. There's like security. They had like a nice like rollout of like a like a stage. They walked down a stage and it was pretty cool. But like. It was just like you could tell they had like a big budget for this thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Because like there was like it, there was none of the, I guess, traditional stuff. Or maybe they're just trying to come up with a uh, new lane of So I'm assuming stuff. you didn't pay for it, but what, what do they, oh, what do they want to charge not for? To, uh, 12 bucks, I think. <laughs> God. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, it's 12 bucks. So KSI fought twice, like Joe said, though. Um, what the stipulation with that was he fought uh, like a producer the first fight. And then they were only, so both fights were three rounds each. And then he had a three hour break in between. So he was the opener and the closer. So opened up the fighting. Then a couple guys fought in between. Um, I saw uh, Deji and FouseyTube fought. Deji won. These are just YouTube guys. And then. Well, here's the crazy thing. Like, I I really have to question how much money they could have made. Because, I mean, look, your, your generation doesn't pay pay-per-view right mm. there's so many avenues to get pirated streams like yeah who the hell actually would pay 12 bucks to watch that so i mean i'm sure obviously they, you know they're, they're still doing it they right? were so but i mean I'm like who pays to watch right. this i shit? don't know what the budget was but i know they sold out it's in the london it's called the o2 arena yeah, yeah is that yeah, what it's called yeah, okay yeah, they yeah. sold that out it was like twenty thousand people so i'd imagine they made a lot of their money there from sponsors and then a mm-hmm. bunch mm-hmm. of people watching it. Like you said, I don't know exactly how many people paid for the pay-per-view, but if you remember, uh, the promoter for the KSI and Logan two fight, uh, I forget his name. He's a big promoter in the space. He, he does like Canelo stuff. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Um, yeah, I think he's uh, any, involved with, uh, Anthony Joshua. I can't, yes, yes I know him you're too, talking him about. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't um, think of his name. He, Hearn. 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 Yes, that's yeah. him. He, um, 
he was talking and he said that the KSI and Logan fight, the second one, sold 2 million pay-per-views. That's him coming from his mouth, and that made it the fifth. Well, most, that was the first. Well, the second one, okay, but yeah, I mean, that was the fifth most pay-per-viewed f- buys in history, with behind like the Mayweather and yeah McGregor yeah, and everything, you know. Yeah. So these guys obviously are bringing attention. So I I would imagine they made their money back, and plus after he said he was uh, JJ said he was fighting in um J- uh what is it January? So that's only a what's today August then August five September months. yeah about five months Four cooldown months, yeah. so. If they're able to get these lower like grace periods, I think they could really have an impact because as we talked about many times on the show, like boxing is not superior when it comes to the timing that UFC has. The timing with UFC is you could have a banger fight every month. Like every month you're going to have like a championship or oh, some sort not of... Not the same person, but just because they have a deeper pool. Exactly. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, They yeah, could yeah. have like, all right, we're going to have Adesanya fight this month. Next month we're going to have... Yes, they've done a much better you know, job of promoting some of the exactly. non-heavyweight classes and exactly. creating this deep, deep, deep pool of people to... Now, if these YouTube guys could do that same thing, because there's a, obviously a... a a bunch of these YouTubers now trying to get into the boxing. If they could do that and say, "All right, we're gonna fight," uh, yeah, every but, four I mean, months, the thing, then uh, that's huge. It's, that's a W, massive. I w. mean, for me, it's already kind of gotten long in the tooth because the quality of the product sucks. You I think. I, mean, I think they get, went out there, and gave their heart out, man. It looked oh, good. I, I was thoroughly I mean, enjoyed. You you just described a like a, a shit ass fight where he well, the, punched right, him in the ribs so, twice and so, the rest of the fight was yes. so listen, bitching right? and whining. I mean like so if this is to say anything, the last fight was the worst fight by far. So that was absolutely the worst one. But the ones with JJ and Fusi or um, uh Deji and Fusi and Temper, that these were like like Temper was like the favorite going in because this guy has like a lot of uh jujitsu experience. So everyone thought he was gonna win. And then this guy, Slim, who took the fight on, like, a three-week notice, ended up winning in, like, the second round, like, knocked out temper for a couple seconds. So it was, like, there's a couple of upsets, and you, it, it's cool to see that okay, that they could train and get into it. So I, I was thoroughly impressed until the last fight when he was complaining the whole time. Then I was like, all right, dude, like, what the hell is this? You're giving a bad name to yeah, I, I mean, just, boxing in I mean, general. Generally speaking, I mean, I, I haven't seen a ton of these, but, I mean, the... You know, just generally, even the other cards, the the the, qual- the quality of the fighting has just not really been all that great. You know, you know what though, and that that'll eventually wear down. And- it'll it'll get better over time, I think, like you said. But you know who KSI did call out, Tommy, and the whole thing with Tommy. Oh God! Please. So listen, the whole thing with Tommy was he couldn't travel to the United States. Yeah, yeah, yeah. JJ KSI, he's from London, like right. that's his home so turf. So they're you know they could make that happen, and who knows that might be his opponent come January. All right. Well, I mean, you know, at so, the end of the day, is you know, the I would have liked to have seen that Paul and Fury fight, but uh, yeah. Well, I think Logan they're. I Paul, think I I, yeah, <laughs> one of those. Too guys. much going on. Yeah, I know. But I mean, uh, <laughs> I think they're building up something dope because the ultimate storyline is for KSI and then Jake Paul to fight. That's the ultimate storyline that everyone wants to see. KSI is playing it smart. He's building up his credibility with couple of smaller guys and yeah okay. gonna take well, it I mean, on, so. they're both doing that i guess you could say so. yeah exactly right um but how was i know you went traveling this past like what was it week and a half or just week uh so i mean last week i was in lexington kentucky for three days i thought you went to uh new york was that the week before did i go to new york oh yeah i was on long island and then connecticut uh okay. golf outing in connecticut and just some work in long island long island sucks so if you're from new york long <laughs> island it's just awful did you get Tra- any iced traffic. teas? 
traffic laws. It's just no, 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 no. No Long Island iced teas. No, I no. That's what they call them over there. There's yeah. apparently no iced tea in it, by the way. If you no, know and I well, someone was drinking those the other day, and there was this big argument about whether or not it was actually invented in Long Island, New York, or in New England, Boston, or some shit. New England iced tea. Yeah, oh, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, but it was it was a thing, and I'm like, I just kind of laughed because I could care less. But I, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not a hard liquor guy anyway. So or even yeah. with mixed drinks, so. Yeah, that's uh, Taylor's friend. She orders those, and then we were looking it up because I was like, "Is there iced tea in that? Like, what brand of iced tea no, are they using?" It's it's, it's a it's, so what it is. It's a it's a mixture a of cocktails to give it the color, right? No, a splash of Coca Cola. That's what it is. A splash of cola. Right. There's not even yeah. It's, kinda, there's not even iced tea in it. I'm like, like this is such a ripoff, hard man. Liquors, and then they put a splash of something just to yeah. kind of make it brown or something, <laughs> and call it an iced tea. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Um, so you said you were out. I guess this kind of parlays to the next question because you would know you've been in this space a lot longer than I have. Um, what are your, what's your thoughts generally about the return to office situation? I know we're coming off of like the COVID stuff is kind of going away, but like now that I'm being more into the business side of things, like I feel like like my friend, he just applied to Macy's and I think he said that Macy's sold like most of their corporate buildings. The only one left maybe was in New York. I don't know if that's true or that's false. That's probably true. Probably true, right? Yeah. But he was saying like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm applying to Macy's and my cousin works there. And all I would have to do is I would just have to go there for three times. Um, it's mostly remote three times a year or three times a month. Sorry. I would just return to office and do some stuff there in office. But what's your like, do you see that being a stable thing? Is that kind of how things are going? And then part two to that question is, I guess, yeah, I guess that's just like kind of like the overall well, gist of it. Um, right. I think that generally what I've seen um, is a lot of places have moved to a hybrid model. Right. Yeah. And I think that corporately speaking, that's a transitional phase where they want everybody back in the office. Um whether they actually get there is a whole nother thing. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, so I generally see, you know, it's like a Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, you're in the office and two days you're home or vice versa, right? Um, you're in the right. office two weeks, two days a week. But there's, there tends, I mean, almost everywhere I've seen it's, it's either um, no office or it's a hybrid. Now, does that mean does that mean that there's better business being taken place in person, or is it well kind of the so same? I, there's a couple things going on. I mean, clearly, the two years of COVID have sort of proven or vetted out that you know companies can still be successful without having people in an office. Yeah. Um, there are certain industries where I I think it's necessary for people to be back in the office. You know, like. I don't know. It's just going to be difficult. So, I mean, from a productivity perspective, I think like call centers and you know, there's just, there's some, there's some jobs that, you know, you're going to have to come back. And I, I, I will tell you though, that I think that the, the, the massive loss, which is probably going to take a long time to really kind of see where this ends up is, um, you know, with, with, with the world as it is today with social media and the internet, right, um, the whole idea of socializing has really taken a hit. And I think after this last two years, it's just killed itself. I mean, there, there's no, there's just no socialization anymore. I mean, yeah, I guess. There isn't. I mean, there isn't. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, when I when I was coming up, right, everybody was in an office. You worked and, and you know, I, I knew all of my coworkers intimately, right? Mm -hmm. I, you, you went out and drank with them. You went out and party. You, know, you just had this massive socialization and everything was kind of built around social 
social or whatever you know socialization it wasn't so much oh let's go home and play video games right it was let's go to the bar and drink let's go to the bar and watch yeah. a you know baseball game whatever it might have been but right. you were wrapped around the axle with what was kind of going on with everybody if someone was having a bad day you knew about it you mm-hmm. knew why right i mean good or bad right i mean yeah. now it's all gone right i mean if you're having a bad day you've got 17 other co-workers who don't know and could give two yeah. shits right so It'll be interesting to see. I mean, obviously, there's pros and cons. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's nice to be able to take a 10-minute break and get something done on the side at home. But, yeah, I don't know, man. I think your productivity suffers. I really do. But um, Yeah, I, so if I were to answer that question now, someone obviously a lot less experienced than you are with that, I would say the, ex- the connections that I've made in per- like with my coworkers have been – Nothing short than like the ones that you would see at like, um, if you were to think about like your like going to school, like in grade school or high school, you would have friends at school, but necessarily wouldn't hang out with those friends outside of school. If yep. that makes so, like they're just like acquaintances, they're whatever. Passing acquaintances. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like you do you have know like them, a ge- but you don't really know them. Exactly yeah. right, and that's where you said the. Uh, the deeper connection of like if you were to have a bad day like they wouldn't know you know what i mean just because you're it's all digitalized now from a productivity standpoint i feel like if you were in sales which you know i think a big thing would be like body language and stuff that you couldn't see necessarily like over like a like a zoom or something like that but if you were to do like a call center like you said or something that's kind of at your own pace and you had to be tracked. Obviously, all these companies now are tracking you. Yeah. So if you're maintaining a quota, but also doing something that doesn't necessarily involve team activity or team building, I think you could do that at home. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I mean, you could. But um, it's, you, like you said, it might not be the same results. I get that. Like, like I mean, we um, our company has a pool of what we call um, you know customer service reps or inside salespeople, right? And it mm-hmm. used to be a a bullpen of you know whatever it was eight to ten people that mm-hmm. were in you know desks pretty much lined up and in like a team. they were doing uh you know they were doing the dialing for dollars thing but what you would see you know if you just spent some time there right there was a lot of cross interaction with best practices and um hey uh, how would you do this or right. can you help me do this or something like that right that if you're at your home, right, the you fundamental job you could do, but a lot of that, you know, side stuff, um, that side interaction, uh, you know, uh, learning through osmosis, you know, that all that's gone, right? You yeah. don't have that. And I think that's the real challenge. Um, it, it's tough. I mean, I, obviously, I've been working from home for a gazillion years, right, as far as I can think back. And... You know, for me, I never turn it off, right? So, um, sure, I might sneak out to the mall at, you know, uh, Wednesday at 1 o'clock because I got to go pick up, you know, the latest and greatest, whatever. Um, But at the same time, 7, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock at night, I am on my computer banging away emails and stuff like that, you know, while I'm watching TV or something like that. So, you you also have to have, I mean, believe it or not, right, you have to have the ability to be able to work remotely. Mm -hmm. Not everybody can do it. Um, A lot of people need structure guidance and they need communication to say you know you're doing it right or you're doing it wrong and if you don't have that some people just break down and they can't handle it right you have to have this ability to continue to function and be productive and 
It's definitely It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I mean, I, honestly, I think that there's going to be a large, large, large portion of companies that are going this hybrid model. The other problem is that they can't hire people, right? I was just talking to these these guys that I went to visit in Lexington, Kentucky, or a call center. So they basically have about 100 um, you know, right out of college or one year or less of experience basically sitting at a desk and they're basically cold calling out, um, okay. trying to drum up business, right? It's yeah. not an easy job, but um, that they are trying to pull people back into the office because of what I just described, right? Yeah. They, 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 they need to be monitored. They need to, you know, have some guidance. They're, they're green, right? They don't have the resources to kind of carry a conversation by their own, by mm-hmm. themselves. Um, so they need that stuff right on hand, but they're, they're trying to hire people and they can't, they either can't or people don't want to come back. They've actually lost people because they didn't want to come back to the office. And I, you know, I, I was hearing this story about like, you know, these, these you know, people your age who are like, oh, I had anxiety about going back in the office. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, what are you talking about? Right. I mean, yeah. I can't, I, I don't think that way. So, I mean, it's difficult for me, but I'm like, you know, this isn't like, it's fucking COVID, man. It's a, it's like a common cold for Christ's sake. Yeah. Well, wait, anxiety. Oh, wait, are you talking about anxiety about getting COVID? I don't know if that was it or uh, just... I think it might be anxiety about coming back. I can know, see that being a um, thing. I, I again, because of the fact that no one's been socialized right. as they've grown up. Like, I look at Noah and I go, holy shit, man. This kid is just... You know, I love him to death, obviously. But, you know, the way I was socialized growing up and the way he's been socialized are night and freaking day, yeah. right? That's just the and new I'm generation. Like, he is... I mean, he's going to be 35 before I think he's going to be able to really acclimate to the real world because it's going to take an extra 10 years for him to kind of have the same social experiences that I had in going through his age thing because he's in a freaking room on a computer all day. Well, that's also the new way, the new way of doing it, though. Because, I understand. Because and, and that's, that's the same, because I, I, I was the my, tail end parent, of that. I tell myself that every day, right? Yeah. That is my excuse. And whether it plays out or not, I don't know, but I, I, I tell everybody, I'm like, yeah, well, I mean, in 10 years, that's the way the world's going to work, right? Exactly. It's gonna be, yeah, you're going to put on a headset and, and, and you're yeah, going to... It's all VR. You're going to be... I tell, I, as a parent, you don't want to be the that's guy... That's my excuse in life. You don't want to be the guy who's scared of the internet, man. You don't want to be the parent who's like, oh, this www.com's not going to be anything. Here's the reality, man. And I, 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 you know, we, we're going to be armchair quarterback in this one the whole way. But in ten years, you know, we'll see if yeah. I, if we were right or wrong. It is a gamble. But it is a gamble. But I, I think it's I just, more favorable towards the younger. The it people is. That it, I mean, there's clearly a different way of looking at life. And I, you know, and yeah. I honestly, I think some of your generation is super soft with some of the shit that I've heard. And I know I'm, you know, you, you call out the one or two bad you, no, things, I think, right? But I, think I mean, you're I'm like, not holy too far Christ. from the truth. There is a lot of. Uh, softer people mm. but there's also i think a lot of people who understand that and there it's just luck of the draw right if you get 10 people from this 10 people from that you know whatever generation you're gonna obviously have that now is there more people who are soft quote-unquote softer sure i we you know that's I, know. I don't know I, I you mean, know what i mean that, I, I that c- comes down to the socialization thing they're, they might just not have the socialization skills that like you said you had growing up where uh you know getting trading cards or comic books or whatever the thing was, you had to actually go out and do that activity versus just stay in the room and, you know, yeah, I, do whatever. I, don't know. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I look at myself and I'm like, yeah, should I, I, I was delivering newspapers, at like, newspapers you, know, you know, 10 or exactly. 11 years old and I never stopped working. I mean, so, and 
I don't know. I mean, yeah. most kids your age don't do that. No, I mean, what? I mean, the opportunities the, the, aren't there, right? The and, opportunities and, and, aren't there. I, yeah. Legally, you can't do it anymore, yeah. right? I mean, you can't start until you're 16 or whatever legally, right? So, yeah. I mean, it's like there's a bunch of shit, but yeah, 16, you can only work. What is it like four hours a day? I, I don't know shit, what the rules so. are, but I know, like, you know, there was no rules back then, right? Yeah. Ten years old, you're definitely easier to make money though. and stuff like that. But you know, now it's like shit. You, you, <laughs> you can't yeah, even, I mean, all you need now is this. To, so it's definitely easier to make money, but it's less opportunity physically in person to go do such a thing um so where we're living in it definitely is so uh let's go to your favorite topic politics uh, i'm uh getting a couple couple g's couple so, g's from uncle sam or what like what's going on here so i mean honestly i i hate talking politics right because i never want to be you know everybody knows my slant right and <laughs> my slant is i mean uh, from a mainstream media perspective is the slant you can't be on but anyway so um yeah, I want to talk That's about this one because I mean, I, at the end of the day, right? I mean, that whole horseshit thing that he did is directly targeting your generation, right? To try and influence and yeah. uh, you know, it's vote peddling. But okay. I mean, so quickly, real quick, before I'll let you continue, I just had to say this. I remember a f- couple months ago, you asked me like, "Is anyone from your like college or like anything taking the whole?" Uh, student tuition thing serious and my answer to you because I was thinking about it because I knew this would come up again was I was like no like I don't even know what you're talking about I didn't even think that was a thing (laughs) right fast forward to was the 24th I don't know yeah it was just a couple days yeah a couple days ago and my buddy calls me and he's like hey do you have any uh federal loans or whatever and I'm like yeah and I'm like I I think I do maybe a couple you know obviously you don't want to we we do like most kids are doing private loans like Sally May or yeah, yeah, from their bank isn't or, getting which is not getting anything right so I'm like yeah I think I have like maybe I don't know I don't want to put all my business out there but maybe like five grand six grand not not too much and he was just like all right well you're good you're gonna get like ten thousand I'm like well what? or not so, ten thousand but up to ten thousand actually I think it's up to twenty if it's Pell Grant. Um, it, I don't know, but I don't have that I think, much. So, I mean, I, I have to go back and look, but I, I think, I think like Natalie, I think she's gotten $5,000 a year in Pell Grant. So she's literally going to get a 20 grand, you know, it, it's not like you're going to get 20 grand written to you. You're, you're not, basically you're getting, just not going to pay that back, which I think like if I told Natalie, guess what? You're, 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 you're getting 20 grand. She'd be like, huh? And, yeah, exactly. So you're not, you're like you said, you're not getting a, they're not writing you a check, right? No, Cause that's no, the same no. thing that happened with the, the stimulus checks. Well, they everyone, are there. So everyone, all debts must be paid, right? So, I mean, everyone just, when they got the stimulus checks, they went went out bought a new iphone new mac is a check being written but um you're not it's up like so i like i said we use my number six thousand right i'm not getting four thousand dollars to go just freehand no no, spend it's just that six thousands right tarnished but anyway back to what you were saying i just thought that that was it so like where's i guess what's going on with this whole thing are they just like cutting it or how where's this money coming from well, do you have any information so the good taxpayers uh, okay so at the end of the day and this is a lesson for everybody all debts must be paid right no free lunch so either you as the loanee right pay off the debt through hard work and you know paying it back or you say f you i'm not paying you back then that person who lent you the money is basically taking the ten thousand dollar hit or whatever it is and he is paying it right okay. so we all as tax you know um as the tax base in the u.s are paying for this 
right? Okay. Don't don't be mistaken, right? So so you may be lucky and sit there and go, holy shit, I'm getting ten grand. Well, guess what? Your neighbor next to you is paying for that, right? You're paying for it. Neighbor. Everybody's paying for it. Right. And that's the big issue, right? Because it's like, well, well, why the hell am I why am I paying half a billion dollars for some kids who took out loans, loans to right. get an education, right? Hey. It's 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 really going to be interesting to see how it plays out. But I mean, it is absolutely pandering to your generation to try and you know basically influence you to kind of vote Democrat. That's the bottom line, right? And there's no other reason for it. Yeah, I mean, uh, what what's it called? So real quick, it's. I mean, I'm sure everyone at this point has heard about it, but but I mean, seriously, like up I, to 120,000, you have to pay 10,000, and then up to if you make over. So I forget it's two fifty. No, no, no. So together? well, if you are married, it's under two two hundred fifty thousand right. dollars a year, or if you're single, it's under one hundred and twenty five thousand. So right. unless you're a Harvard graduate who's dropping into a really, really super nice say. day one job, right? Everybody, you're making everybody's going to get that. If you're making over one hundred twenty five thousand, you don't need it. If you're a solo person, right? You well, don't necessarily. I mean, that's up in the air, but I don't think you're going to need it. I think like if you paid it off, like you have a good job. Like I was talking to my friend who works at, he works with me and he was just saying his brother's a, what does he do? Computer science or something in the technology. And he's making well over that. And he was, he already paid off his student loans, but he was just saying like, yeah, this guy doesn't make uh, with his spouse, he doesn't make over 250, but they're pretty damn close. So if he needed to pay off his loan, he wouldn't have a problem doing that, obviously. But like, I don't know. I think there's just like a big backlash because it's like, all right, where taxes are going to be raised and stuff. Well, so. I mean, the big backlash is it's, you know, uh, you made the commitment, right? All right, sure. So why the hell, why the hell should <laughs> I pay? Because... Well, I mean, honestly, I mean, that's, you know, I'm a taxpayer, right? So this is costing me and they say it's going to cost on average. Well, that's the thing. What's the dollar amount? Uh, it was like each and every taxpayer in the U.S., this is going to cost them like 20, I, think, I, I th- saw the initial number it was like $2,500. In additional taxes to basically cover this program. So me, so I I have to, okay, just, I have to cough up somewhere along the line. I'm going to get, I'm going to get taxed on something to the tune of $2,500 to cover this program. So I'm like, Hmm. why in the hell am I paying for you to have a $10,000 reduction? You knew going in, I mean, you know, we all do, right? We all know. And as, you know, either as parents, you put in the extra effort to kind of help your kids through or, you know, you work a job or whatever it is. I mean, but everybody knows. And so why the hell am I, why are we giving you $10,000 in free? It's free, right? So that's the thing, right? I mean, it's, also, like, I don't have that much, excuse me, I don't have that much debt, so I, I, for my situation, that whatever amount coming off the top is a big amount. Let's say it's a, you know, it's it's a smaller amount, right? So 10000 that's a big portion of the debt that I have. Now, for a guy or a girl who's going to, like, law school or med school who has well, so- $160,000, $200,000, $10,000 is $10,000 at bottom line. But it's just like well, so that goes to the point where the whole the whole university and college degree thing is a scam, right? So here's the other thing, right? So if you look at if you look at the group that they kind of promote as needing this, it's the people who have kind of gone to college and failed out, or have decided not to complete, or you know get a freaking uh, liberal arts degree where they're 
you know, a social counselor making 20 grand on a, on a, you know, $80,000 in debt. Right. So the reality is why, why are we not looking at the cause and effect and sit there and go, well, okay. Um, unless it's really a career and we've had this conversation, right? Unless it's a career where you really, really, really truly need the college education, like, a, a you know, a um, an engineer, a doctor, or a lawyer, right? Where you also know at the end of it, you're going to make some serious money to be able to afford the college, right? All these people that are going for these just generic liberal arts degrees, and then they get out and they're scrambling to figure out how the hell they're going to, you know, make ends meet. We have to reevaluate that, right? Yeah. I mean, so I guess the analogy that I would use for that is pretend you're a nurse and someone is throwing bodies, injured people into a river, right? And you're just fixing other people in the river every time, every time, every time. You're like, where the hell? Like, rather than trying to get more people to help the people in the river, let's solve this at the point as where the hell they're getting injured from. So to that, that's saying, that sounds like a great plan in theory. But until you go to these corporations that when you're applying to them and on the bottom it says, Bachelor degree required, I, I master's agree. degree I'm not required. With you. That's the problem. So we have to, rather than, you know, complain. Like I, I agree with you a thousand percent. I think you could use fifty thousand dollars, go start up a business and get double, triple, quadruple the amount of experience that you would ever get from a school. Learn how to use QuickBooks for one. Learn how to use Microsoft Excel phenomenally. Like all of these different things. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's perfect, right? I mean, you've but, obviously only been doing it for a month or two, but I can almost assure you. I mean, I, I don't even know what you're doing, right? But I mean, I can almost assure you just from my own experience that what you're going into did not require you to go to school for Absolutely four years. Not. And you would be better off if you had started four years ago in an intern program where you were basically making money, but you're also being, you know, they were doing the training of you in, in whatever it is that you were going to do for four years. I right? agree. At I mean, the end of those four years, you would have been way better off without a college degree, but having worked with experience. So when you apply, like when you, all the jobs that you work for, this is the same thing. When you go to a job, they don't just throw you to the sharks. You have to learn their yeah. things. They tell you how to go about things. Sometimes that training, like training for me, you know, I'm, I started, what is it? June or yeah, June. Right. So it's been, you know, it's just training, right? That's the point that we're at. So if, like you said, if I, instead of, uh, going to college for four years, I could have started training four years ago. I would have already be, uh, mid to scene, like mid level, uh, salesperson or mid, you know what I mean? So that's, that's the argument. But I think just saying that only, doctors or lawyers or whoever needs to go to college that's a fair argument but it all starts with the corporations themselves saying all right we're not going to discriminate against if you have this piece of paper if you have this experience and you could qualify for this or if you even make them take like a series of tests or a series of oh i don't know about tests i fucking hate tests you might not just be a good test taker if you have a series of activities you have to complete you know what i mean yeah then you should get the job so i think that's the bottom line for that but that comes from a much deeper deeper rooted problem of going to these corporations and putting your foot down. Well, but, so, I mean, I think that the, the, the pedal to the metal on that is starting to change. I mean, a lot of these corporations are actually removing that now only because they can't really hire people. Right. Um, so they're a little bit more open to it. I mean, I'll tell you when I, obviously in my career, um, cause I don't have a college degree. Right. So, uh, well, you have a lot of experience. Yeah. Um, and I, I can count on the, I can count on one hand, the number of times I was actually turned down for a position simply because I didn't have a, 
uh, a degree, right? I mean, it it happened. It only happened a couple of times. Was that um, like for like a management role or something like that? I could only see that. It being I don't like even a remember. It's issue. been a while. I mean, obviously, uh, uh, it's you know, it's it's probably been fifteen, twenty years since it's right. really been an issue. But um, you know, back then, even then, I had you know a lot of experience, and they just basically said, "Oh, you don't have a degree, and just we can't even interview." Mm. Yeah, I'm like, "What? Yeah, right? exactly. I mean, like seriously? Like, are you out of your mind?" But that was the way it and was then back it get, then. So, then, but I think yeah. that's changed. Yeah, I, I, I could see that changing. I know uh, my buddy Mel, who, who was on the podcast before, he works for UPS. But in order to get a management position to where he's at at UPS and he's been there, you have to have a college degree of like, I think it's like an associate's degree. So you have to be there for like in college two for two years. Yeah. So, you know, there's just different things. But he's like, I'm more than qualified to do that. I mean, I've been at UPS for, I don't even know, five years, 10 years or whatever it was. Or, no, probably five, closer to five. Yep. But- I mean, it just goes to show that, I mean, for certain things, you do have to unfortunately have that. But like you said, maybe if those rules are starting to lean, uh, lightening up a little bit more, then they won't have that problem. I also think if you put a uh, remote on the, the job application, you're going to not have a problem finding people because everyone nowadays, that's like the new thing. Everyone wants to work from remote. Like you go on LinkedIn, you could see that a position for a remote job will have like over 200 applicants just because it's remote right. you know what i mean yeah, so and an office job is less yeah, office yeah. job is significantly less i mean you i mean i don't know if it's just because it says remote but there's some companies that also put like the base range of salary so it's easier to see how much you're making i mean it's just like a series a number of things that more people or more corporations are starting to do to make their position look more desirable or more realistic for people to try to apply for yeah i mean i don't think there's any doubt that the remote working thing's here to stay in some form uh, yeah, of fashion sure. right i mean it's you know it's pros and cons and i i don't know but i mean uh yeah the 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 loan forgiveness thing just yeah it drives me batshit crazy yeah i wonder I, w I would like to see how that plays out and how long is that going to play out for is that till the rest of time the so rest of our I mean, time i don't know i mean honestly i don't know um because it's like well we're not going to give anybody who paid off their loans any you know sort of past kickbacks well, and they can't and like it, it can't go on forever so it's like i don't know i mean all i all i've heard is it's going to cost anywhere between 250 and 500 billion dollars you know over the course of whatever it is 10 years or something like that I, it's just yeah, it's wild craziness. man and and apparently it's not even legally uh he doesn't have the legal capability to waive uh, uh, debt. He, he has to. He's supposed to go through Congress now. Whether or not they actually, you know, enforce that, um, because the Republicans aren't in charge. But it's like you know, it's yep. the executive branch. The executive branch doesn't have legislative authority over uh, finances and stuff yeah, like that. So, so when do we know when this is supposed to go into effect? Like uh, I don't. I mean, I think it's if I, I guess there's going to be an application on the Department of Education site and you have to basically fill it out and just show that you owe federal or Pell grants and then I guess you just get it waived magically with the unicorn wand. So, so in, I think it's also in, what is it, two days or three days, August 31st, uh, I think that's the last day for the zero percent interest as well. For isn't there like a? Uh, they're extending that. Oh, are they extending? Okay, so yeah, 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 that's yeah. what I was going to say. Like, how does how that was that one of the other things? Right. So uh, any any federal loans is zero percent. Will continue to be zero percent through the end of this year. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. that's nuts. 
I mean, that that one. So that that's one of the things that I, I guess a lot of the lawmakers have said is let's not let's not magically wave this wand and, and forgive loans. Why don't we just put address this issue? Yeah. And either um, lower the interest rates, um, you know, maybe not to zero. But I mean, I, like I think Natalie's is like seven or eight percent. That's about um, what mine is. And that seven percent is a lot. I mean, not a lot, but it's like it's a good interest rate where we're at. But I'm saying like. It adds up though at the end, Shit, like yeah, the bottom man. line. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it adds up. Like, yeah, because I, I mean, I've, I mean, pretty much what I've been doing with her is I'm, I'm paying, I'm paying the interest. Okay. So it's a good deal. Whenever you know, I've been paying the interest since interest since day one. But when she gets out, she'll have the full principal. Um, yeah. But it'll be whatever the principal was when she went in. So you know, but still, that's it's a good like deal. Extremely good. Seven deal. or eight percent, and every year I'm like, holy Christ. Yeah. Man. I mean, when, when she's gonna have to get a job that pays literally one hundred twenty five thousand dollars to be able to afford a car, an apartment, and pay the student. You know, loan. What I mean, burns me up alive. And will this? I don't. How long have we been going for? Uh, right about 50 minutes. Okay. So uh, this will, this is what burns me up is if you look at whenever, uh, think about when you, when you bought this house, right? Mm-hmm. The average salary then versus the average salary now has only increased maybe, I don't know, let's call it $10,000. Maybe, right? I don't know about that. Look it up. It's the mean salary. Right, maybe. Mean, mean I mean, salary, right? I'm thinking in myself, but yeah, okay. Okay. Now, think about how much the market of a house has cost since whenever you bought it to come now. So mm-hmm. you're maybe making a couple thousand dollars more then, but your houses that we're going to have to buy eventually one day has doubled in price. Like it doesn't, it doesn't really necessarily make sense. Like we're getting like the shaft into the stick, uh, essentially bottom line, buddy. Uh, I don't, yeah. You don't think everybody gets shafted, right? I mean, but dude, back how in we, my so, day, I was getting the shaft too. Come on, bro. How are we supposed Suck to it like up, how? You, cup. No chance. Suck it up and I think this is a. I think this is a. I think this is a David W. right here, bro. This is, this so is what a, are we supposed to do? Give you a free house now? I mean, is that I what th- you want or a subsidized? I think house? it's. We should I think, give you. Uh, no, no, no. I think the the salary should increase, or they should just. They uh, have. I mean, we'll have to look at the numbers. Yes. I mean, we'll have to do some number crunching. I'm, I'm just thinking in my head, like when I bought this house, the house is probably doubled in price. Exactly. Okay, but I mean, have you doubled your salary since then? Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe you're just the exception. Well, uh, maybe not doubled. Um, no, but I mean, right. But I'm saying, but my salary has certainly it has kept doubled. up. So it's has it kept up with the? I guess the whatever you have to pay the mortgage or whatever you know. What I mean? Obviously, it's gonna. Things with the well, time. So, I mean, yeah, I'm trying to think when I bought this house. Yeah, it's probably doubled. Let me see. Hold on. Well, I'll, I'll, I, we could do it off air, and we could come back next week. This will be a good point to kind of revisit with everything because that I think that does require a little bit more knowledge. And I wouldn't have double-checked to make sure that I was right with how much increase since then, but I just know that in order to get like a house, whatever it is, it's just so much more money now. Just maybe just because of how the well, uh, yeah, I mean the uh housing market's been, but it's just such a big difference for how much you're supposed to be making. Like I don't even know what the mean salary nowadays is for a person, but I don't even know if I could afford a, a new house these days. <laughs> exactly. I mean, so that's saying like, something. So how much like a star yeah. home is like, you know, five hundred grand. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I'm like, huh? What? Exactly. So that's the point that I'm. That's trying the to make. world we live in, though. When you buy your first house, you're you're basically uh, house. You're, you, they call it house poor, right? You're you're literally 
every dime is going to pay for your mortgage. And over time, that, that delta gets better, right? And then you get more disposable income. And that's the way it's supposed to work, though. I mean, so that's like when you like buy like a, a wallet and you just like spend all your money on the wallet and don't have no cash to put in the wallet. That's that, like the same thing. <laughs> well, that's true. I mean, you there's a lot I mean? of people that want to go out and buy that Louis Vuitton wallet that costs 1200 bucks to put four bucks in it, right? I, don't I mean, have, I don't have my wallet, but I do need that your Gucci, uh, the big G wallet. Uh, no, I don't have, I don't have a wallet. <laughs> <laughs> is isn't strapped with uh with with uh $100 bills? Yeah, right. No, I, I need to get a new wallet. I got the card, the card one. I hate that, bro. I f- can't put no money in it. All it's like cards. I haven't carried cash in uh, I mean since COVID, right? I mean, I don't I never carry cash. I carry cash on occasion. I never once in a while. ever. I mean, I travel, right? And it used to be, you know, you had to tip everybody and stuff like that. Now yeah. every everything's electronic. Right? You get in a cab, you get in an Uber, you you know, every once in a while, like, you know, if I'm parking a car and the, I, the valet and I'm like, shit, I don't have any freaking right, cash. Yeah. I was in Philly the other day and I had to tip the valet. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't I ever, cash. ever, ever, ever carry cash. And if I do, it's probably 20 and I'm not giving, you know, I'm not tipping 20 bucks, but, um, gee, bastard. I know. <laughs> Did you see California's banning, uh, banning gas cars. cars? Yeah. And I want to buy a Tesla, bro. I think that's what I'm going to do. Maybe next car. I want to get actually a hybrid. You've been saying good stuff about hybrids. Maybe I'll get a hybrid. I've been wanting. I've been really wanting a Tesla, but I think hybrids the most uh, makes the most sense. Cars for this are area. well. We we had this conversation. Yeah. Cars are crazy right now. I mean, shit. I, I was looking at used Teslas, and used Teslas are fifty something thousand dollars. Do you know which kind? The S. Well, whatever the cheap one is, the Model Three. The Three. Yeah. You could buy a brand new one for under fifty. Ah, uh, bullshit. Once right. you actually, I mean, oh, you want to get like the self-driving and shit like well, that. No, well, okay. I mean, why the hell would you buy a Tesla if you can't get the self-driving for that shit? Trick, I bro. mean, I mean, I, get, I heard I get they're charging that. like fifteen freaking grand for that. Yeah, close to that. Yeah. Or like two hundred dollars a month is a subscription yeah, or some shit. I'm like, oh, so here's the I thing. can drive my own freaking ass. You know how like annoying it is because each car already has it. They just have to. So you could buy a Tesla without it. Then it's there. Then right? you just yeah, have to then flip the switch. You buy it, and then like you could. So think about like when you jailbroke an iPhone. If you ever done that, you could just maybe finesse the system somehow. Like I don't, I don't know. Maybe you could do that with a Tesla. But yeah, for it's like twelve thousand dollars, fifteen thousand dollars, whatever you said. Yeah, it's crazy. It's a lot of money, dude. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's that's all I had to talk about today. I mean, uh, what else do we have? Is there any? No, never mind. No. We should watch the UFC fight with uh, Adesanya and uh, the other dude. I forget his name. Uh, oh, I guess. Uh, I mean, there there was some action. That, uh, 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 what's his name? Usman lost, right? Yeah, he got. That was a crazy <laughs> series of events. That was, so the, I didn't watch that live, so I can't really say exactly. And, 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 but, you know, that's the thing about UFC, man. Like any day, anybody yeah. can get their shit kicked in. Like anybody, literally right? and, kicked and in. That's exactly what happened. The funny thing is, he was whooping that dude's ass the whole fight. The whole I fight. Hear. And, yeah. then, and then he's that the other guy's like prancing around like a peacock because yeah. he got freaking shit ass lucky. Yeah. And I'm like, oh man. <laughs> I just watched. It's actually funny you bring that up. I watched uh, one FC the other day. That's like the first time. Oh, yeah. that's the uh, old school is the best. One FC is freaking Gracie, man. That shit was at the time that was amazing because no one had ever seen anything like that. So that I just watched it yes, uh, two days ago, whenever it was live. It's like the this is like the secondary to the UFC. It was a current one, but they're allowed to use like steroids in it. Did you know that? Back then? No, this is new. This is oh. like this has just happened this weekend. Like my friend, he's big in the UFC. One FC's the the 
separate company from the UFC. So UFC is a business, one FC is another business. Are they owned by the same people or is no, it a separate, okay, separate thing? Right. But uh, so it's like some Russian or you know. So they're allowed and, to use steroids, and these guys are like jacked. The ones that I watch are like two two fifty pounds or two hundred sixty pounds. And I was talking to my boy about it, and he's like, "Yeah, the only main difference is they're allowed to use steroids, and they're allowed to knee when the person's on the ground, which Ouch. could be crazy, like." To the Great. head or? Yes, Ooh. to the head. Yeah. Well, I mean, holy shit. That's like some intense stuff. And it was just cool to watch because I watched the fight. Because you can knee in the UFC. You just can't do not it when the they head. Go, yeah, not when they go down. Or, well, you could do it in the head if they're up. Because that's what happened to Jorge right, Masvidal. Right, right, right. And, yeah, uh, he just ben ran and. Need him at flying knee. Yeah, yeah. Now, in the 1FC, you're allowed to do it when they fall on the ground. So if you're falling on the ground, they could just boom right in the head. Yeah, knee and. Yeah, well, there's, I mean, there's a lot of. Yeah, so I mean, why don't we just go back to Roman Gladiator times and just uh, have fight I mean, honestly, death. let's just—I mean—we're getting to that point, right? Let's just, let's <laughs> just, just take the die. criminals and let's uh, let's throw them oh into a God. coliseum and just have them kill each other. I mean, oh. I, it's honest to God—that's the world we're living in. We, we people want to see that, man. That's <laughs> we're like there. You man. ever see the movie Hostel? We are there. The hostel is the same thing. Like there was like a bunch of like, rich people, and then these like uh, yeah, they just uh, vacationers. Yeah, they, they find people off the street yeah. and just make them fight to the death. Or I mean, like, nah, I mean, I hate to say <laughs> it, where this society no is just kind of getting there, man. Oh my god, no, yeah, jeez. All right, well, I think that's all I had to talk about. Awesome. So we are uh, back. Uh, it's almost like every week, even though it's been two weeks. Um, we have, we we uh, pre-recorded, so we're good. We're yeah, on schedule, three weeks strong. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So episode 37 in the bag, and we will uh, catch you on the next one. I think this was a pretty good episode. This was a banger episode. We had a lot going on. What the hell? It's my wife. It was Siri, right? All my all my lights are controlled by Siri, so she can mess around with me. Like, she'll be like, you know. Or it's the ghost. We have to get Tracy to no, come it's here and just, investigate it's, it's Ida. She's playing games. Okay. All right. All good right. Good stuff, guys. Peace out, everyone. See Later. You.